Welcome back to Cybertopia! We're in the middle of our first one-shot special with three players and characters from outside in the main cast, with some odd goings on in Amazing Corp HQ during the event of the finale from the main storyline. So far, Doris, Angel and Gwyn have kind of broken into a secure area to repair a faulty drone, then gone on to access the high security R&D labs where they had to take out said drone for acting suspiciously. Doris popped into the mech hangar to try to get a signal and win her hyperbridge tournament, but just now one of the mechs has suddenly lit up. Quinn has been quite thoroughly examining everything that's going on in this room with these bodies in these yeah, chambers. As you've been kind of wandering around, the intern has kind of followed you from a, a slight distance and gradually gone on a bit closer and be like, what are you doing? Well, you see, while, and I gesture it up, Angel, while she's purging the system of whatever's infiltrated you, I need to make sure that any power fluctuations don't affect whatever this experiment is, whatever this research is, which means I need to run the main power parallel to the computer system and then disconnect it from the system until she's finished. And that way, the running of the whatever doing mechanically will be able to keep going, keep ticking over, because any elaborate system like this has some kind of automatic continue going on as you will sort of process. And it'll be good for the small amount of time that Angel will need. And then we reconnect it, everything updates, and re-diagnoses itself, and we're fine. Okay, well, I mean, it, it, it seems like everything's fixed now. You, they, they, they've turned blue again, so... I, I think it's okay, and and you can leave, yeah? Yeah, it'd be a lot easier to know that you're not going to have any more issues if I knew what it was. I'm um, kind of new here. Uh, I, don't, I know Doris had a lot of forms. And, what, 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 um, are you, what, are you, what are you monitoring? Let's have a sort of persuasion role. Can I assist with this by, you know, just looking really cool with my sunglasses after <laughs> having purged the system? <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? I like that. Okay. So I'll make this. I'm not technically upset right now, but I'll call it upsetty secky because it's still sort of tech tangential, along with do not push me. And Coil's also looking very cool. So can I use Coil? <laughs> well, I would say is Coil can like come up to her and stroke against her leg with the fluffy tail ah. and be like comforting or something. So you can use Coil. I don't think I'm giving you upsetty techy though, because there is no tech or upsettiness involved in this. Okay, this is a mere plus two then. This is kind of the roles I, I'm used to. <laughs> okay, that is a six for a total of eight. Okay, so no bonus on this. Maybe uh, rather than... Yeah, Coil is, to be fair, soaked with sweat. <laughs> yeah, Coil comes up and like strokes against her leg, and rather than it being a comforting thing, she's like, oh, fuck, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, <laughs> all right, emphasis, have the Gwyn roll to get some information out of this. Good eye. Out of Lauren. Could I add my core skill of engineering to this as I'm asking the question, point out the things that I've been interacting with and saying, well, all these things have to come together to do something like this sort of job. I just don't know what the purpose is. Okay, so you're, yeah, you're indicating you have some knowledge of what's happened here, especially because you've examined all of this stuff so much as well. Yes. Okay, that's an eight total. Okay. I can't talk about it. Like, I've only been here for I... weeks. And... I, don't know, I hold up a finger, say, you don't have to talk about it. And then I pull out the data pad that was given to me earlier by Doris. Well, I don't say anything. I type out, type it onto the data pad and I hold it out to them. Doris breaks down a cold sweat. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think I am? Oh my gosh. Look, the bodies came in, 
two weeks ago. No, last week. I don't know. The time is, it feels funny, doesn't it? These bodies came in. I was told I have to look after them. I have to keep them maintained because they're going to be needed soon. And the the field teams, they need their... And she stops there and she looks up. Oh, my God. Are these, these clone bodies? He looks very shifty-eyed and she turns around and walks over to one of the bodies oh. and just starts tending to it. Please leave now. This is this is this isn't allowed. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you just sign off on the RT ticket, and we'll I'll, we'll take Doris and leave. Doris is in the uh, other room with the armory bit with the mechs, and yeah, she's just won her tournament and seen one of these mechs light up. Well, hon, I don't know about you, but I did not see this on the risk assessment. I'm gonna have to raise that <laughs> when I'm done with this. Now everything's gonna settle down. I'm just gonna walk out. Understood? Nick, I would like you to describe this mech. Okay. So this mech is bipedal. It is quite large. It is heavily armored. It wields a shotgun approximately the size of a person. And it has a human sword in a pouch to its side, which it uses as a combat knife. For a second there, I was imagining a sword made of a human. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's like a broadsword. Yeah, not good. It takes a step forwards. Well then, see we're going to have some trouble. I don't suppose you like playing games, do you? The kind of cockpit part of the mech turns towards you as you say this. It's not leveling a weapon or like lining up its shotgun or anything. It just seems to acknowledge your presence. I can be allowing you to get up and move around. That's against company policy, huh? Who gave you authorization to start moving anyway? It takes another step forwards. At this point, everyone else in the other room can hear this happening. The intern pokes her head around the corner. She sees this. Weird. Like, that sounds like a mech standing up and advancing towards someone. <laughs> it, it looks like it too. Um, I've, I've, I've really got to tend to the bodies. Please, you two, please. Just, you, you, can, go and, you can go and sort this out, right? This, it's probably the same thing. You, you did it once. You can, you can do it again. Yeah. Um, I've yes, got to stay yeah. in here. Right, right. Don't worry. We're professionals. And you can just sort of see behind her while Gwen was talking to the intern. She just quickly started speedrunning Doom on one of the monitors. <laughs> okay, so are you two going to rush into the armory room? You say rush. I'm going to grab the loose taped drone out of the bin that they kicked under the table and then move to join them. Yeah, I'm going to let Coil just hop on my head and catch up. Okay, so by the time you get into the other room, the mech has come full out into the middle of the room now and is facing away from you, facing towards Doris. So Doris is on one side, you're on the other, and the mech is in the middle. But it doesn't seem to have acknowledged your arrival into the room at all. seems fully focused on Doris. Doris, what are you saying to this mech at this point? Well, I told you I can't allow you to move any further. If you want to be playing games, you pick the wrong person to play games with. I'm the best of them. And I will draw the rapid denied stamper, which, by the way, looks kind of like Amy Rose's hammer in scale. <laughs> like, that's how big this thing is. Okay. Then I will put a stop to you. <laughs> okay. You see a kind of HUD appear on the cockpit of this mech, and you start noticing some shapes. And as they start moving around, you notice these patterns and they, they seem distinctly like cards. And you start seeing these things moving around. You're like, wait a minute, this is like a game. This thing has a, it's like it's playing a game towards you. <laughs> I would like you to roll card games. Okay. All right, then. Run up and do some card gaming. That is my first and probably only natural 20. 
Wow, what a time for it too. Okay. <laughs> I think what we'll say is this could be... This is a logic battle. You have plus one to logic. Okay, that sounds good. Well, it's not. It's, it's a learning. So it's you, a learning you, into you logic. Get another yeah. nat 20 in that sort of thing. You mm. have a logic Which won't happen with the way I but, roll dice. Let's see. Let's see. So yeah, you start engaging this mech or like the, the interface of this mech. And it isn't a game you've ever played before, but your understanding of card games is so intricate and involved and deep that you can understand what it's doing when these icons are moving around and it makes sense and as it's doing this thing you're moving them back or you're shifting them into a different space and it's almost like you're i don't know like the johnny mnemonic kind of scene where you're moving <laughs> things with your hands God. like shifting stuff around your mood and it, <laughs> the other two can't see any of this because you're just standing in front of this mech and they've got this massive body between you and them. But you have it fully in this pattern and you're fully in control of this. You're not able to damage it or like harm whatever this entity is in any way, but you've got it fully, completely occupied. So the other two can come in completely unnoticed behind it. So Gwyn and Angel, what are you doing when you see this happening? I uh, quietly muster Gwen. She she has the heart of the cards. Is that an ace? I forget what cards are. Doris like has the ace in the hole. <laughs> Doris breaks out in another cold sweat. I shrug. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Well, this thing must have security protocols to stop it attacking employees. But you can open a hatch for me. Why, yes, yes, I can. I would like to open this thing up. And I think you can certainly see from the back, there's no exposed wires or anything, but you're pretty sure if you could get in between so, or behind some of these panels that you could probably access something. There's probably a catch or screws or something somewhere to make part of it removable. Mm-hmm. For maintenance reasons, which I would know all about because robotics and engineering are what I do. Yeah, mm. let's have that roll in. Fun fact yeah. about the Mega Wrench trademark. Is that it's a multi-tool. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be mega, right? Exactly. Can I assist? How would you assist? Basically, I'd like to try and use my RFID spoofer, the Fin 3.0, to try and convince it to switch to maintenance mode, which obviously would make it easier to access its panels and stuff. I don't think you're going to be able to do that without the panels open. I think the, okay. the defences on these mechs would prevent that sort of attack from a standard machine like that. Okay. But you can uh, potentially I... do that once the panels are open. Okay. Could I instead try and spoof some sort of friend or foe identification to make it think there's enemies all over the place so it's too distracted to notice what Gwen's doing? Oh, that sounds dangerous. I like that. That does sound dangerous. That sounds dangerous to Doris specifically, who is directly in front of it. <laughs> yeah. You, you know can what? Do that if you want. HR is disposable. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Oh my! Sorry, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's have that roll in. I like that. Okay, so that's going to upset techie, computer maintenance, hacking. Do not push me and RFID spoofer scanner kit. Well, let's do this. Okay, it's three plus four plus five six plus seven. Okay, plus nine. Let me just do some mathematics. Twenty-seven. Oh, okay. So the idea here is that you're going to get it to think that there are lots of yeah. targets around. 
well, basically my idea is it's going to perceive that there's enemies everywhere, but can't actually sort of see them, so it's going to get confused. Okay. All right. What's going to happen is that, Doris, you're engaging this thing in the front, and you're playing this logic battle card game thing with whatever this is doing. Suddenly, it pulls back the cockpit from you. You see all of the icons just spread all around the cockpit screen, and it stands fully upright in the tallest configuration it can and starts spinning wildly. Its feet are staying still, but the body is rotating continuously. I don't like the look of that. Uh, that isn't a normal legal hyperbridge move. Uh, <laughs> is it in a document or something somewhere? Maybe we can, can access this manual? Anyone got the manual? No? Is it attacking your life points directly or whatever? I, I don't play hyperbridge. <laughs> That's not how the game uh, It's a point scoring game, not a life points game. Count up, not down. Okay, have you checked your DPS's coordinating with the tank to make your healer's job easier? Well, I mean, I, I would normally, but I'm doing this solo. I mean, a hyperbridge game normally has three players per team. I mean, it's a bit chaotic at the start when you're all first dropping in, but, you know, once you've all settled down, got a bit of equipment, got a few cards under your belt, then you should be okay. I need two more players. Step up! So, is this like an MMO? Yeah. Uh, a little bit. There's a lot of players. <laughs> Can I roll a rogue, please? Uh, sure. So uh, what you'll want then is a lot of low cards. You want to aim for that because that'll force people to have to defend against you. And then later drop a high card for maximum damage. Okay. What I'll say is whilst this <laughs> hyperbridge conversation is going on here, rapid hyperbridge training, when you, you're no longer able to access the main body of this mech because it is spinning wildly. But the base is grounded and stable so you can see some panels on the back of its leg that you think you could potentially open if you wanted to try still to access this machine yes i'm i'm, I'm still gonna need to be able to mess with it in some way so i will do this would slither and squeeze be applicable here to avoid being clocked by it as it spins oh absolutely yeah <laughs> excellent Engineering, robotics, slither, squeeze. Six total, because I don't think bodging works here, but Mega Wrench does, so. Okay. Three, five, six, seven. That's oh. a dirty 20. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, okay, yeah. So Mega you, you turn well. this thing open like a can opener, and you get its leg, and you flip open this panel as if it was a door. It was definitely very stably welded on, but somehow your wrench manages to get in there and just flip <laughs> it right open. And you have exposed a whole bunch of wires and cabling. Just force it into a weak point and, and leave it open like a crowbar. So it is still spinning at this point. It hasn't reacted to anything you've done. It hasn't acknowledged Angel or Gwyn and no longer is interacting with Doris. What is your next step? Well, I know what to do in situations like this. It's time for Coil to do the one thing she's trained for. Therapy. Reboot. <laughs> Trying to find an off switch. Okay, let's have the roll for the on-off switch then. Okay, so can I get Upsetty Techie, Computer Maintenance, Hacking and Coil for that? Yep. Did I aid with this with my engineering and robotics? Yeah, sure. Cool, cool, cool. 11. It's a plus one. Yes. Okay, that brings my bonus to plus eight. That's an 18. Okay. Nick, can you roll a d20, please? Sure. 14. Okay. So Gwyn points out, like, exactly the access point or whatever for Coil to insert themselves, and Coil darts in. It's surprisingly spacious 
once you get past the outer hull of this mech, Coil is able to just jump right into the leg and just crawl around inside. And she shoots up, up the leg. And you can see her pop up into the cockpit. And the cockpit's still spinning wildly around. So Coil <laughs> it's like grabs onto something and is holding onto a lever and, and manages to press some buttons. She's never been in one of these mechs before, but she's a clever girl. She knows what an on-off switch looks like. And you suddenly see the whole machine power down. And then it powers back up. And it stopped spinning. It stopped moving. Everything seems back to normal. You see Coil somehow manages to have figured out how to move this thing. And it starts stepping back into its normal position. The three of you can dive out of the way just normally. So it doesn't crush you as it's moving around. And it gets back into position. Ah. Don't worry, course professional. She can handle this. If she's a professional, should she be on the books? She's down as a therapy animal. Yeah, only she's not doing therapy right now is the problem. If you want to pay her the standard IT tech wage as well, feel free. Of course. It's nothing. As you say this, another mech in the room lights up. Enfys, I think we'll have you describe this other mech that has lit up in the other side of the room. E-X-102. It's like a large diamond shape. Think like a D8. And off two opposing sides of the top, you've got these large propellers that just start rapidly whirring. Cool. And from beneath it, panels that open up to reveal some array of weapons. Guns, buzzsaws, you know, it's just whatever it needs for the moment. <laughs> okay, this sounds dangerous. So, yeah, <laughs> this other mech activates as the previous mech powers down and powers back up and seems to be normal. This other one activates and starts moving. And it starts moving towards the big bay doors down the other end of the armory. Oh, we can't allow that. That the, the that that room goes straight into the... Actually, I don't know where that goes. Uh, hang on a sec. I'm going to quickly look through the paperwork again. There must be a map in here somewhere. <laughs> can I work out where that goes? Yeah, that's <laughs> a bureaucracy roll. Yes, with the paperwork. So it's going to be plus four. And no, I've got no other benefits. This is going to be hard because this is a restricted area, so you're not supposed to have knowledge of this place, but if you can yeah. do well enough on the bureaucracy, maybe you can figure four, out how to come bypass on. the restrictions. That is an eight. I rolled a four. Okay, you have no oh idea my. where that door goes, but that does not look like an internal door. I think it should be safe. I think that's going straight to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Has Coil come back from the mech, or is she still in there? Yeah, she can come back like, once she's got it back into place. While Doris is looking that up, I'm basically just taking a swig of coffee in one hand and feeding Coil a hazelnut with the other. So anyway, this, this mech is moving towards this door. Rotor blades spinning wildly and an array of various weird-looking weapons sticking out the bottom of it. Well, I, I think we need to stop those, those blades and... and, and Stop it moving. Well, I would like to use the rapid denied stamper to deny it movement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's go for it. And I'm... Nope, that's all I got. Yeah, plus two. Here we go. 16. Damn. Even with the low modifiers, still getting good rolls. Bree, can you roll a d20 for me, please? Yeah, that is a 11. Okay. So Doris steps up with this giant denied stamp. And starts slamming it against... Whereabouts are you slamming it? I'm going against the blades. Okay, so I'm slamming it into the blades. And, like, it's a surprisingly sturdy stamp. Oh, yeah. 
maybe the ink on it is getting into the gears and stuff of these blades. And as they're spinning, they're getting dented and they're buckling and the ink is getting in between the mechanism and slowing everything down. And all of these weapons just start crunching and they are no longer posing much of a threat to anyone. There's a lot of horrible metallic gear scraping kind of noises coming from this machine now. It is still moving towards the doors, but you've at least taken away its primary threat. All right, that's that's me done. You're up. This thing's the best in the business as a plasteel carbide ally. <laughs> can stop anything. Yeah, and it's like pristine. It's not even got like scrapes or anything on it. Always by the best. So Angel is kind of congratulating Coil on their good work there. Gwyn, what is your response to this new mech appearing? I lean against the mech that we've already dealt with, fold my arms, raise an eyebrow, and I just observe. Mm-hmm. From my perspective, right, we've attempted to stop it, and if it does somehow get through the door, we get to see what's behind it, we can stop it properly, and we don't get in trouble because we did our best. Interesting. So I'm, dro- I'm watching and waiting. <laughs> okay, let's have an observation roll. Okay. Could I add my robotics to this because I'm watching a robot? Sure. Can't justify anything else either because this is just that. Oh no. So, because I'm quite short, does that mean I get to re-roll my ones like a halfling? (laughs) No. (laughs) There's only two things in this game. (laughs) I'd just be glad that you weren't using your entire kit like you were earlier, so uh, it's not... Yeah, yeah. It was on your plus two, so it's a total of three. Okay. (laughs) So, oh, interesting. Uh, Okay, I got it. Right. So you're watching this mech and you're leaning against the other mech that had been moving previously. And the mech that is currently moving has this denied ink all over it and its gears and stuff are still trying to turn and move. And you get a blob of ink come flying towards you. And because you're just kind of chilling out watching it, it slaps straight into your face. You have a face full of ink now. And so you will have a minus one inked trauma. Yeah. Uh, gross. So this will affect your vision and stuff that will be needing being able to see stuff. Yep. Okay. Angel, you've just seen this happen right next to you. I presume maybe you got some splatter of this ink onto yourself, but it's not gone in your eyes like it did to Gwyn. What are you doing with uh, seeing this mech moving slowly towards those doors? Okay, I'm going to look at the mech, then turn and look at the mech we just disabled. I'm going to look back at the mech, and back at the mech we just disabled. I'm going to look <laughs> at its giant shotgun. I'm going to look at Coil. I'm going to smile. I have some very sharp teeth for some reason. There is surely no way that Coil is activating a shotgun the size of a person. She did just pile at the mech that scots it, though. I take it back. (laughs) (laughs) As this is a recording of a stream game, the audio and editing quality isn't quite up to our usual standard. But also, I didn't get the team to reintroduce their characters for part two either, so I'll do that for them now. Nick Udell is playing Doris, the HR worker who is deep, deep in dive bridge. Erin Brioche is playing Angel, the overworked and horrendously contracted IT support staff with a squirrel assistant for some reason. And Enfys Prank is playing Gwyn, the maintenance technician with a seemingly insatiable curiosity. This lot of people I've known for a long time from his customers gaming community. In fact, Nick was the first person to ever let me stream a TTRPG on his channel years back when we played my other game, Overgrown, where he played a bear mixed with a bumblebee and Bree played an electric eel squirrel called Coil. Sound familiar? Well, I've been playing more consistently with that lot in the last year. 
In a D&D West Marches campaign, we're calling Nordmark. Sometimes I DM, sometimes I play one of a family of 21 dwarfs alongside another large cast of fantastic players, including Bree, Enfys and Nick from this episode. And you should definitely pop along to the His Cursedness Twitch sometime to check us out, or one of his many other games he has ongoing at any one time. Come on in, I've been waiting for you. So she says, the near future of your town, she raises a card to you, and it is the devil. Ooh. What about the medium term then? Hopefully something in her face falls. She raises a card and it is the tower. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Hope for Airedale and raises a card and it is a pale rider on a white horse. Yeah, not looking too good then. I am your dungeon master, his cousin, and this is going to be a West Marches style game of Dungeons and Dragons, very exploration focused. It's going to be just good fun, really. I'm excited. Are you ready to fight a dragon? You know it, baby. And now, back to the action. Okay, yep, I would like to have Coil not necessarily activate the mech fully, but just, you know, at the very least, just get at the controls and fire the shotgun at the mech that's still moving. So you're not wanting to get into the mech yourself, you're just wanting Coil to do everything for you? She has more experience. Man, Coil's going to get promoted <laughs> if she survives. Okay, let's have this rolling. Okay, and I also use the RFID spoofer scanner just to help Coil, or is this just going to be straight Coil? How is the scanner helping in this? It's, I guess, helping disable any sort of security or limiters on the mech. I think you've already fully opened up this mech that Coil was previously in control of. Maybe the RFID scanner could be used, I don't know, like a laser pointer kind of thing? Uh, yep, it's probably got a laser pointer in it. Be like a laser-guided shotgun blast. Yep, and um, can I also argue upsetty techie, computer maintenance and hacking? I wouldn't say hacking, but I'd probably give you that once. Okay, so that's plus seven. Let's see how this goes. 24. Shit. <laughs> okay. Enfys, can you roll a d20 for me, please? Where was that two seconds ago? Natural 20. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Coil manages to get back into the cockpit of this mech pretty quickly. Like she was there just a minute ago. She knows exactly the quickest route to get in. Lines up the shotgun and aims it. Manages to get it into a position where it's definitely not going to get Doris on her way back from having done the de denied <laughs> stamping. And maybe knocks Gwyn out of the way with the massive shotgun as Gwyn's staggering around. Takes the shot with the shotgun. Peppers this floating D8 kind of thing with rotor blades. And maybe takes out one of the rotor blades. The other one starts spinning faster and faster to compensate for the loss of its other one. And half of it kind of falls to the ground and is dragging along the ground with this other rotor blade that is still pulling it along towards that door. It's making a horrible scraping sound as it goes along, but it does manage to reach the door. It hasn't opened the door, it hasn't gone through the door, but it's at the door now. It is at least partially disabled. Gwyn, you still watching? Probably less so now that you've got ink in your um, eyes. As much as I can, yeah. You know, I have been knocked to one side and wiped my eyes as, as best I can, given the circumstances. Are you, you going to move towards the door to get a better look once the door's open? Or Oh, absolutely. You're going with that plan. Okay. I, I want to know what's in this door. I'm not allowed in this area. And once this night is over and done with, I'm never getting in here again. <laughs> true. All right, Doris, what is your reaction to all of this happening? None of this is in company policy, huh? I'm a little, uh, well, 
You know what they say when they first training me? They said, Doris, if you see something you don't understand, put a stop to it immediately. <laughs> so I'm going to make this problem go away by using all the tools I got to hand. I'm going to run in. I'm going to staple bits of this thing together. I'm going to remove bits of it with a redaction marker, possibly covering up like sensors and stuff. I'm going to use the stamper to make some new holes. And all the while, I will be screaming every handbook procedure I know. <laughs> okay, I like this. Yeah, maybe something you say will activate some sort of response within this machine where it's like, wait, procedure what? Oh, the procedure 55B hyphen alpha triple A X Y Z. You have got to be stopped. So would you allow bureaucrat legalese, the black marker, the stamper and the stapler? Yes, let's do it. All right, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, plus ten. Come on, give me something good. Give me something good. Give me something good. Oh, well, it's a flat ten for an, an unnatural twenty. Okay. Doris leaps into action straight after this shotgun bolt goes off. I don't know, maybe ducks under where the shot would have gone. And yeah, starts stamping, starts stapling, starts redacting. And this machine just seems to get completely baffled by all the noise, all the numbers being shouted at it. Enfys, let's have you roll another d20. Do another 20. <laughs> Four. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so Doris, <laughs> apparently MVP of this team in the physical sense, just goes to town on this machine and manages to do something that like disables the rotor blade. The giant D8 thing just crashes to the floor. It rolls a couple of times and you see numbers appearing on the cockpit of it and it rolls over again and, and, and the number that's left at the top is an eight and it crashes into the doorway at the end and seems to be completely disabled. There's no more movement or activity from it. You look around the room nervously, notice none of the other machines coming to life. None of the other machines seem to be lighting up. The door buckles as the machine crashes into it and you can see a sliver of light coming through. Gwyn, <laughs> as you've moved closer to the door in anticipation of this moment, have an observation roll from you with your minus one from your trauma. We can't be letting them go. Those are company secrets. <laughs> and I'd say you'd use sliver to kind of get into a position to... That, that was that was going to be the thing I was going to say. Could I maybe try to use the wrench to eyes open a bigger gap? Yeah, yeah, okay. X plus three. Uh, uh, 14. Okay. You can see a little bit through there. You mark off a success against your trauma. Yeah, so you kind of poke your head through and you can't get in too far. It is dark because it is nighttime, but as soon as the crack in the door opens, you can feel fresh air coming through. You poke your head out and you're like, oh yeah, this is outside. What? You look back at Doris and be like, you said this was the pool. What? It looks like a helipad or something. Like this is an outside part of the building. You're confused because you went down. This is the lower parts of the building. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, that was going to be my question because I know this building. I know the layout really well. I should have a general idea of where I am, even if I don't know the specific room slash corridor. Yeah, this makes no sense. From what you know of the layout of the building, Nothing makes sense about this, but you can't open that gap enough to get out there. You know, it's somehow mm. this is outside, despite it being like down and central to the complex. But the machine does seem to have stopped moving, and there doesn't seem to be any more threats in this room. Well, I guess it was our door. Not <laughs> <laughs> sort of stood by the door, just sort of bouncing like on the balls of my feet, like outside. How can it be an outside? I need to 
could I have coil pilots the mech to just push the door open a bit more? Yeah, okay, let's have a coil mech piloting problem. Okay. Could I argue, do not push me? <laughs> yep, yep, let's have that. Okay, that's a plus two total then. Dirty 20. Okay, nice. nice. Coil pushes the mech forwards and pushes the doors a bit more, uses its human sword to like wedge in the way and the, the shotgun to add some leverage and makes the hole big enough for a person to fit through. And all three of you can step out there if you want. No, 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 hold on, hold hold on. No, 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 we can't go in there. We're, we're not on a risk assessment. We don't know what's out there. Oh, no. Even before the sword has been removed, while the door is still moving, I've slipped through it. I'm going to chase after because I've got to keep them alive. They're company property. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. My assistant's gone in first and she's cleared us. No, 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 no. That's not how... Uh... <laughs> As you step outside... You see a figure follow you out through the door, actually. And Doris, roll bureaucracy again, please. Oh, you know it. Does HR know this person? That is a 21. Okay. So, yeah, you step outside and this and a figure appears from nowhere, comes through behind you and steps out. Oh, thank you, gang. Uh, that was really nice of you to open the door for me. I, uh, I thought for sure you'd scuppered my plans when you did that. Doris, you recognize this person. This is George, who was fired recently and shouldn't actually still be in Amazing Corpse at all, let alone in the HQ at nighttime on the day of the big mission that everyone's gone out on. Now, hang on a minute, hon. What are you doing in Amazing Corp right now? You were fired. George seems to just walk through all of you. Very clearly a hologram. Oh, my dear stars, it's a ghost. They walk into this wide open space and it is, as Gwyn identified, a kind of a helipad sort of place and it is open to the area. Maybe there's like a, a rectangular slot at the end that seems to go like through the whole building out to the outside somewhere. And as the figure of George walks forward, you hear a faint buzzing and look a little up to see the drone that Gwyn had pocketed from the lab bin flying forwards, seemingly the source of the hologram projection. It turns and it winks at you and it says, the data broker sends his regards and then it blips away. That sounds like the consequences of my actions and I don't like it. Oh. Uh, would I have any idea who the data broker is? Being that sounds kind of IT adjacent. You can roll for it. I'd say that Doris may also be able to assist in this situation. Okay. I will do an assistance with some paperwork and bureaucracy. And that's an 18. Okay, so it's a plus two to the roll from brief for whatever it's you're doing. Okay, can I call this upsetty techie computer maintenance? Could I push hacking? Not because it's necessarily an act of hacking, but someone called the information broker probably yeah, would come up in hacking circles. Mm -hmm. Coffee pad because, you know, got to drink that coffee bomb. Important moment, you need the coffee booth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and by extension, the firmest flask to provide the mm -hmm. coffee. Of course, it's got to still be warm. Uh, yeah. Could I argue coil just to help me concentrate while I stroke her tail? I don't think so. She's still in the mech. Um, but that's probably a decent modifier yeah. anyway. Let's go for it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even mad because she's a squirrel piloting a mech. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And that's being added to a natural 20. <laughs> oh, okay. This is like some sort of digital investigation kind of role, I guess. Yeah. So you can have a learning towards something like that. Oh, 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 I know. Um, digital forensics. Ooh, yeah, that sounds good. So with some assistance from Doris, you're able to find the right 
section within the Amazing Corpse archives and pull out a restricted file or something from the Tabula Rasa databanks and see that there are records of a data broker who is some sort of information trader in town and has no official affiliations but has been trying for a long time to get access into Amazing Corpse databases. And there was a mission not too long ago with the Tabula Rasa group where a data file was retrieved from the data broker that happened to uh, seem to have been some sort of infection that they thought they had cleansed from the systems. And it seems very much that it hadn't. And this appearance of George as a hologram, the data broker is known for using holograms as like deflections and distractions. So it wasn't really George. It probably wasn't even anything to do with George, but the data broker has taken his image to use as a digital body for the final steps to get out of Amazing Corpse with the information that he'd acquired during his journey with the assistance of some unknowing accomplices. Uh, I remember but fortunately, that. he wasn't able to retrieve any hardware or more dangerous equipment. In fact, uh, any of the more delicate systems like the body tanks that you saw previously. So it wasn't a complete loss. I remember that infection. I, I was up in three straight days trying to purge it and it's still there. But it's okay. no one's around in any way to detect this. So uh, maybe you can go back and do some cleanup and no one will know anything more. I am <laughs> currently writing 700 Which is reports. the first thing that I was to And filing them. <laughs> I can fix this door. I can fix the max. I can clean up the file pods. Look, the, the, the boss, the management doesn't need to know about this. Okay, let's have all three of you roll for cover-up then. Okay. <laughs> oh, I mean, I was specifically reporting all of the incidents because... Oh, right. You're doing the opposite of covering I'm up I'm doing then. the opposite, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> roll then. Gwyn and Angel can roll to cover-up, and Doris can roll to uncover. Okay, but you know I'm in my element here. This is bureaucrat paperwork, legalese, uh, ultra-size redaction black mark, a rapid denied stamper, and then... Okay, maybe not the denied stamper. I'm not denying anything here. And then Ninetic Stapler. Here it goes. Upsetty techie, computer maintenance, hacking to change the records. Do not push me because I'm at the end of my rope here. Coffee pad and my thermos flask because I need to concentrate. Using my RFID spoofer just to help me get into files and adjust them and, you know, just put the systems back in place. Coils helping by piloting them back around to do some heavy lifting. And I'm going to just use my taser to scramble the systems I can't modify. Okay, and Gwyn? Okay, I'm thinking... Engineering, you know, because I'm doing a lot of fixing. Robotics, particularly like for the mechs and for any electronics involved. Bodging, because I'm trying to do this very fast. Making things fast is easy. Fixing things fast is not so easy. But it just needs to look functional on the surface, so that by the time it's discovered, there's no way to tie it to us. And this is going to take all of my tools, wrench, the wire, the tape. <laughs> Okay. Did I also argue Slither and Squeeze because things that I can't fix need to be hidden and I know all the best hidey holes? Sure, yeah. Sweet. Okay. And that's a 26 for me, by the way. 8, 10, 12. All right, I'm rolling plus 9. Here we go. That's a 4. 13. I've failed to report this in time, I think. (laughs) They're ganging up on you. I've got a total of 17. Now, I'll have you know, hon, I will have to report this. That's okay. We're making the risk assessment easier by tidying up. Don't worry about it. And I wink at Angel. (laughs) 
Yeah. Voila. I wink back while Coyle just sort of slips behind Doris and basically takes the batteries out of a couple of her tablets. Well, <laughs> I, I, I suppose that makes sense, you know, to tidy up a little bit. But do make, you know what you need to do? You've got to file a risk assessment first. Now, hang on, I got a tablet for that. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm out of battery. I'm going to have to go charge up. I, I'll be back in a second as she runs off to her office. <laughs> Slowly because of that free. Of course, yep, that's still in action. So yeah, Wynn and Angel between themselves managed to cover up everything that has happened tonight. And <laughs> the machines are all back in place. The cryopods are all cleaned up. The door is somehow pristinely done. And yep. there's really no evidence that anything happened tonight. The intern oh. promises that she'll keep her mouth shut because she doesn't want to lose her job. Yep. Also, I buy her silence with a coffee. Like a really nice one for my personal stash of really high quality beans. Ooh, nice, yeah. She's like... Oh, I'll come up and I'll come up and find it because I, I can't have it in the office. Okay. Doris is really the only person that could do anything about this, but somehow all the evidence is just gone. Okay. I'm back. I've got the tablets. <laughs> well, what? I think nothing ever what? happened. You can't even get back in the R&D labs after you come back. It's all sealed off. Everything's oh, fine. But the risk. Yep. Oh. Well, I'm exhausted. I better head home early today. I think. I think I've 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 earned I've earned a, an early night. I'll just add a couple more hours to win an angel's time to make up for the fact that I'm not yeah. going to be here to cover, you know, and and head home. Angel's eyes are just basically torches right now. You get a little bling, and it's like plus two hours to end day. <laughs> And her horns are basically glowing red because obviously they're acting as heat sinks. <laughs> it's the, the distinct aroma of coffee sweats. Mm, with a bit of brimstone. Oh, is that a coffee? I'd love that. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>